abundancia pietatis tuae et merita supicum excedis et vota. In the abundance of thy loving kindness, thou art wont to give beyond the deserts and desires of those who humbly pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Last week we heard the publican hold up to us as an example. The publican who proclaimed his unworthiness next to the Pharisee who spoke to God of how very worthy he was. The publican pleased God by simply saying, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. A plea which is echoed each time we approach the altar in the Domine Non Sum Dinius. And we hear that non sum dinius repeated again today in the words of the Apostle of the Gentiles. Non sum dinius vocari apostolus, quoniam persecutus sum ecclesiam dei. I am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the Church of God. Behind these words, we can hear the so many sighs and tears which Paul must have poured forth throughout his life as he remembered his early days as a persecutor of the church, as he remembered how, in his blindness of heart, he had arrested so many Christians. He could see the faces of the men and women whom he had taken to prison. He could see the face of Stephen, bruised and bloodied under the rain of stones pouring down upon him as Saul stood by, quite satisfied with himself, holding the cloaks of those who were killing him. He could hear the voice of Stephen crying out, Lord Jesus, do not hold this sin against them. These things must have flashed through Paul's mind over and over throughout his life. And above all, he must have heard over and over the gentle voice of the Savior reproaching him on the road to Damascus. Saul, Saul, why dost thou persecute me? Paul could never have forgotten these things. He could never have forgotten the grief and the compunction of heart that he felt as he became aware of what he was doing, as the full extent of his misdeeds was brought before his eyes. He would have become more and more conscious of it as his life went on. In his last writings, writing to Timothy, we hear him saying the same thing that he says in this fairly early writing to the Corinthians. He says to Timothy, Fidelis sermo, this is a trustworthy statement. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I myself am the first. Paul meant that, surely, with all of his heart. And as he recalled his history, he knew all too well that he was indeed the first of sinners, and that he was not worthy to be called an apostle. And yet amidst all this, Paul never lost hope in the mercy of God, and he never lost sight of the immensity of the goodness that God had shown to him and would continue to show him. And so he goes on to proclaim, Gratia Dei sum it quod sum. By the grace of God I am what I am. Et gratia eus in me vacua non fuit, and his grace in me has not been empty. Not only had God forgiven Paul his sins, not only had he been pardoned for all the things that he had done in his pride and his ignorance and blindness, but God had gone far beyond that. He had raised this man up to be the apostle to the nations, to be the one through whom not only those of his time, but all those after him 
would hear the secrets of God's designs made known to us in the epistles that he would write. The one who would become one of the pillars of the Church of Rome, the mother and teacher of all the churches. All of this, God poured out upon this man who was not worthy to be called an apostle. Why? Because, as we heard in the Collect, God, in the abundance of his pietas, exceeds not only the merits, but even the desires of those who humbly pray to him. This is perhaps the most beautiful of all of the collects of the Sundays throughout the year. The collect that tells us that we not only get what we ask for, we get the things we wouldn't even dare to ask for. Many of us can perhaps think of instances in our lives where we've seen the truth of this collect, where it would have been enough for God to have forgiven our sins, to have allowed us to make a new start, and he does so much more than that. He opens up possibilities that we might never have foreseen, gives us graces that we hadn't even bothered to pray for, graces which were asked for us, we can be sure, by the Mother of God, who we will elect today as our Heavenly Abbess. She is the one by means of whom God does the, what, he, what we hear of in the Collect, exceeding not only the merits, but even the desires of those who beseech him. And so we are challenged by this Collect, by the words of St. Paul, by the words of the Gospel, Bene omnia feci, he hath done all things well, challenged to put our trust in the abundant goodness of God, which is far beyond what we could expect, far beyond what we would desire even. There may be moments when this is hard to believe, when our situation seems hopeless, when there seems to be no way forward. It's at those times that we should turn to this prayer, and call out to the God who, in the abundance of his pietas, of his fatherly love, exceeds both our merits and our desires, begging him to pour out upon us thy mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid, which dimitas, that thou mightest put away the things which our conscience hath dreaded, and that thou mightest add, agitias, throw on top, that which our prayer does not presume to ask for. We know, in fact, that this is fulfilled every day when we approach the Holy Mysteries. We come to the altar as sinners confessing our unworthiness, domine non sum dignus. It would be enough for God to forgive us the things of which our conscience is afraid. But he goes on to grant us the blessing that we, by right, should not presume to ask, to receive his body and blood, what human creature could ever ask for this? And yet he gives it to us. Strengthened by the confidence that should come to us from this overwhelming reality of God's pietas, which is poured out upon us in the Most Holy Eucharist, we can go on in every moment of our day to make this prayer to him, no matter how impossible the situation may be asking him to pour out his mercy, to pour out upon us those things which we would not even dare to ask for, 
but which we do ask for through the intercession of his most holy mother, confident that she will obtain for us all of these good things, the good things that we desire, the good things that we know we need, and the good things that we don't even foresee, but which God longs to give us in his fatherly love. We make this prayer with confidence, knowing that God does indeed do all things well. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.